Welcome to the Topeka First podcast. We are one church with several locations. Our mission is to reach our community with the message of Jesus. If you would like to give to support this podcast and the ministries of our church, please visit topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. So this morning, we're going to finish up our Holy Spirit series. Have you enjoyed it? If you haven't, please lie. Just, just kidding. You shouldn't lie. That's a sin. It was a test. So um, today we're going we're gonna to talk about hearing the right voice. Hearing the right voice. And uh, several years back, I worked at American Family Insurance. How many of you have insurance? This is just the part where I try to get you to participate a little bit and loosen up, okay? If you don't have insurance, you're probably doing something wrong with your vehicle, or you don't have a vehicle, or you're not old enough to have your own insurance. All of those options are fine, but you should have insurance if you have a vehicle. It's a law in Kansas. But I used to work at American Family Insurance, and I shared the job with one of my friends. So I worked at one guy's office on, what was it? It was Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I worked at another agent's office on like Mondays and Wednesdays. So I, I, had, I had like this split job, but they were, the agents were friends, and so they were kind of like sharing me as an assistant and somebody that could write insurance for them. And my friend actually worked the opposite days at the place I worked Mondays and Wednesdays. So he would work Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would work Monday and Wednesday. And it was really fun because people would call looking for him, and they would then call looking for me, and it would just be this inverse back and forth. Well, one day, somebody calls me, and they, they, they answer the phone, and I answer the phone, and I'm just like, hi, I'm Josh, this is American Family Insurance, how can I help you? And they go, yes, I was talking to a woman on the phone yesterday. My friend was a guy. The agent was a guy. There were no women that worked in the building or in this, in this specific agency. They're like, I, I talked to a woman. I was like, yes, you did speak with Michael yesterday. He was here. She's not hearing, hearing the right voice, right? And Michael doesn't like have a, like a voice that's easily mistaken. Like, I feel like Michael's voice is decently pronounced. But like, this lady thought that Michael was a lady, which was incorrect. And it came for a good laugh for me. Uh, I, did, I did think it was quite funny. Michael didn't think it was this funny. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know what the deal was there. But it's all about hearing the right voice. It's all about hearing the voice that God, the voice of God as he speaks to you. It's about hearing the right voice. And I want to look at this one moment in Paul's life. Now, Paul does a lot of stuff, right? He starts out as Saul. He tries to kill a bunch of Christians, and he succeeds at a lot of it. And then he meets Jesus on the road, and he's blinded. He turns, he, he, his name is changed to Paul, and he, he's discipled for three years, and then he goes out, and he starts going on these missionary journeys. And so he goes on this first missionary journey, and he goes out, and it's awesome. And he comes back, and he reports to the church in Jerusalem, and they're like, hey, good job. And he's like, I'm going to go out on a second missionary journey. And he changes partners this time. So Silas and Timothy come with him the second time, as opposed to uh, the guys that went with him the first time. And and so this, on the second missionary journey, it starts out very interesting. It starts out very interesting. So I want you to just 
Soak in, it's only like four or five verses, but it's Acts chapter 16, verses six. We're gonna start with verse six. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So Paul's got this call in his life, right? He's like, I'm going to be a missionary for Jesus. I'm going to go and do what God has called me to do. And he's like, I've already done this first missionary journey. I'm going to do this second one, okay? And I'm going to go out, and I'm going to do what I need to do. But it's interesting, the Holy Spirit tells him, or prevents him from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. It's not that God was neglecting Asia. It was that at that time, that was not Paul's mission, and that was not Paul's goal. So I think the first thing I want to talk about today is that the Holy Spirit leads us, but sometimes leading us is stopping us. Sometimes leading us is stopping us. Sometimes there are things that come up in our life, and we could do them, and they're not sins. Like, preaching the word in the province of Asia is not a sin. We happily send missionaries to the province of Asia, well, to the continent of Asia. I guess we call it a little different right now, but... We, we happily do that. So that's not a bad thing. But for Paul at the time, God had a specific plan for him, and the Holy Spirit was leading him in a specific direction. And so know, in your life, sometimes there will be opportunities that come your way that are, you're not supposed to take. I remember when I was working at the state of Kansas, I was talking to this guy because I, I have a degree in film, and so I was working as a video producer and a graphic designer, and and I, I really, really did not like working for politicians. Some of you could probably imagine. It was funny, okay? I promise. I had this opportunity that came up. And this opportunity that came up was this, this ministry that did stuff where they did kind of Google AdWords stuff online. And they used it so that they could um, kind of target people that were struggling with suiciders, target people that are struggling with different things, and so that the message of hope would pop up when they searched for some of those things. And the idea was that we would, we would shoot interviews or we would go to different places around the world with missionaries. And so wherever you searched from, a missionary from your area would pop up presenting the gospel. And man, I could not get this guy to commit to anything. Nothing, man. I called him constantly because I wanted to do ministry things and I was not doing that. And so I, I called this guy. I was like, hey, Kevin, hey, when are we going to, wh what do you need me to do? What can I do? I can, I can do this freelance. What do you need? What do you need? Like, I, I'd love to come out and do it. One time I finally got him on the phone and he was like, yeah, I'm heading off, off to uh, to Iraq to shoot some stuff, and I was like, cool, let's go, and, and uh, nothing, nothing, I didn't get, I, nothing, he talked a big game, but nothing happened, and I know, I know that that guy is doing the work of God around the world, he's doing awesome things, but sometimes I think the Holy Spirit just gives people the ability to forget about you. 
so that you don't accept something you shouldn't, so that you don't take an opportunity that you shouldn't take, that you don't go chasing after an ambition that is just your own and not God's. The Bible warns us about selfish ambition. I want to have righteous ambition. Those are, those are different things. It's cool. I, I heard somebody talk about this, this scripture in the Bible before where, where they're talking about, somebody asked him, is it wrong to want to be great? And, and Jesus says at one point, like, if you want to be great, if you want to be great, meaning that you could, you have to be the servant of all. That's righteous ambition right there. That's righteous ambition. Then we come on to verse 7. And verse 7 tells us, Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bethina. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Now, the... I had to do some research on this because I was like, the spirit of Jesus sounds an awful lot like the Holy Spirit, but every translation I read says the spirit of Jesus. So what did I do? I asked somebody wiser than me, obviously. And the spirit of Jesus is, or the spirit of the Lord is used in other places to, to um, infer the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit again prevents them to, from going somewhere. And this is also very interesting. Paul's again going to do something good. He's like on his way, right? He's on his way to do what is right and what is good. And God's like, wait up. I want you to go here instead. I think there's something very, very valuable in here that we miss all the time. Paul chose something good to go do. And if it wasn't the exact thing that God wanted, he'd take care of the redirection. Sometimes we stand around and we're like, God hasn't called me to anything. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. And I don't know what God's saying. I don't have a physical Bible up here, so I'm going to hold up my iPad. There's all the Bible in this device right here. All of it. And there's millions of verses on this. I don't know if there's millions. Actually, that was, may have been a bad statement. I don't actually know the verse count in the Bible. But there's at least thousands of verses that tell us all the good things we ought to do. All the great and wonderful, beautiful things that God has called us to do. And if we never step out and do the things God has already told us to do, we may never hear him say something new for us to do. Could you imagine as a kid going up to your mom and going, hey, what else can I do today? Like, she's like, I already told you, clean your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what else should I do today? And she's like, you should clean your room. I feel like sometimes we're that kid with God. He's got this giant commandment at the end of Matthew that says, go into all the world and make disciples of every, every, every nation. I'm just botching it today on these like random, these statements. I'm sorry. But you know the Great Commission. It says, 
to Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. Make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There it is. <laughs> that is that first commandment. That first thing that he's already said, let alone like they have this thing called like the Ten Commandments that has like 10 of them. If we could just get into the word and we can understand what it says and we would dive in and do those things, God will direct us to the right place. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do I know the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do I know that the Holy Spirit is directing me and not just some thought that popped into my brain? We have plenty of random thoughts, right? Like, there's so many random things that just pop into our brain all the time. I want to encourage you that the best way to know God's voice is to read the words that he has already spoken. The scriptures have spoken. The scriptures continue to speak. In fact, in Matthew, or not in Matthew, but in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it tells us this. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The word of God is living and active. We are not reading a dead history book. That's not what we're reading. We're reading the word of the living God who still speaks today. And if you cannot hear the voice of God, read it so you'll recognize it. We've got to read the word so we can recognize it in our own lives. Then we have this final thing. And I think this final example in these verses is where a lot of us want to hear God's voice. It says this, and this is immediately following. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to, the Macedo to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. The Holy Spirit also leads us two things. Two things. How, how crazy would it be if you like had a dream and there was like somebody at work pleading with you, come tell me about Jesus. Hint, if that ever happens, it's the Holy Spirit, do it, okay? But that's what happens in Paul's very life. He, he sees somebody in Macedonia in this vision, in this dream, and 
And he immediately goes. He's like, well, I guess that must be God. Let's go. You see how open Paul's plans are? You see how malleable Paul's plans are with God? Do you think sometimes that we're a little rigid with God? We're a little rigid? That we're like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I will do. And we don't hear God speak because we've already decided for him. Be open to hearing from God. And be like Paul, who's like, all right, I'm going to head this way. Nope, God doesn't want me to do that. All right, I'm going to head this way. I'm going to wait and hear that. I'm going to see that vision. I'm going to go like, well, that must be God. Let's do this thing. Be open to hearing God lead in your life. I had a moment like this. I had a moment like this. My senior year of high school, we, we went to camp like we did every year. Anybody been to church camp? I feel like I've been asking that a lot. But like, just keep raising your hand if you have. I've been to church camp. It's great. I love it. I spent a week down there a couple weeks ago. It was great. I went to church camp, and my senior year of high school, I just finished up, and I was at camp, and I was really excited, and I had a great time, and, and I think it was Thursday night, Thursday night at camp, I felt like God was saying to me, hey, you need to go to this place for college. And it was kind of like one of those moments where I was like, yeah, sure, Okay. I'd spent a week at camp, and, and it's amazing what intentionally pursuing God does for your ability to hear and obey him. It's amazing. It's amazing. But three days of pursuing God in worship, and on that fourth day, I, I feel like I'm hearing from God that's like, hey, you should go to this school. That school was not in Kansas, and I had only lived in two states. Illinois, and Kansas. And I like winter, and I don't like the hot. The school was in Florida. And I know what you're thinking. You're going to a beach. Calm down. It can't be that bad. But those of you who haven't heard this story, um, I lived in a place called Lakeland. And if you've never been to Lakeland, it's basically just a swamp. It's between Orlando and Tampa, and it's a swamp. It's humid all the time. It would make you walk outside here and be like, ooh, air conditioning. But I just felt like God was calling me to go there. And so I, I come back from camp, and I, I tell my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going to school in Florida. And I, I remember sitting at the table, and my dad was very, very supportive. My mom was very supportive. And I was sitting at the table, and we were looking through the degree plans, because I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to major in. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And we're looking through the degree plans, and we get to film studies. And I was like, that's funny. Like, a degree about watching TV and movies. That's funny. Guess what my degree's in? <laughs> film studies. Yeah. It's amazing how God lines things up over and over and over and over again. And he orchestrates things to fall in line at the right time and the right place if we'll only listen. 
if we'll only obey, if we'll only hear from him and actually do what he says. Here's the beautiful thing about Paul's story. So Paul goes on that second missionary journey. He goes all over Europe, and it's awesome. It's a fantastic thing. He sees some crazy stuff happen. He tries, he gets, the people try to kill him a couple times, and like, there's, it's an adventure. It's basically the Hobbit without all the fairy tales, basically. And he goes through all these journeys, and then he goes back to Jerusalem, and he gets arrested. And he gets arrested, and the people in Jerusalem want to kill him because he's talking about Jesus too much, which is exactly what he would have wanted to do years before. So he appeals to Caesar because he's a Roman citizen. And because he's a Roman citizen, he gets this right to appeal to Caesar, to stand before Caesar. And so they take him on a boat. And on this boat, they travel and they travel and they travel. And he warns the captain at one point. He goes, hey, if we continue on, it's getting too close to winter. Things are going to go bad for us. We're going to get shipwrecked. But the Roman soldier listens to the captain and not to Paul. And they continue on. And along this road, it's not a road, along the sea, the boat shipwrecks. But Paul goes, hey, an angel's already come to me and told me that nobody's going to get hurt. We're all going to be fine. So they end up on this island, and he has this crazy stuff happening. He's got like this snake that bites him, and then he shakes it off, and he isn't, he isn't injured at all. It's like God's saving him from this. And then all the people on the island think he's a god, and then he has to correct them. And then they come to know Jesus. And then he gets on another boat. And he still goes to Rome. And he still appeals before Caesar. And I can't help but think, what would have happened had Paul gone to Asia? What would have happened had he been like, no, I know what I'm talking about, God. I've got my plans set. And he had gone off to Asia. Or he'd gone to the other place that God redirected him. Would the gospel be where it is today? Probably because God's very resourceful. <laughs> but Paul's story in it would have been much smaller. All those places that he writes letters to are in Europe. Are we listening to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Have we dove deep into the word of God so we recognize his voice? Are we listening closely to hear the voice of God? Are we listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit to speak in our lives? That's the question today. And if the answer is 
no, or I'm not sure. Start to read the word. Start being intentional about your walk with Jesus. Start being intentional about understanding the kinds of things that God actually says. Because when we're uneducated about the scriptures, we believe God's calling us to do things that God would never call us to do. And there's been terrible things throughout history where Christians have claimed God told me. I do not want to be one of those Christians. There's been too many instances of us not reading the scriptures, not understanding them, not reading deep, diving deep in them, and letting the Holy Spirit do that work in our lives so that we actually live out the scriptures. We live them out. So be like Paul when you're going on a continental trip. Be open. Your life is going to be this grand journey. It's going to take you places that you never thought you'd go. I never thought I'd live in Florida. I never thought I'd be a pastor. I never thought I'd have a film degree. But it's been a beautiful ride. It's been a beautiful ride. And this story is far superior to what I would have come up with on my own. We are nowhere near as inventive as God. Amen. So this morning the band's going to come up and we'll pray. God, I pray this morning speak. Speak clearly. Speak powerfully. God, I pray that we'd learn to hear your voice, that we'd learn what it sounds like, what it means. God, open our ears so we can hear. We've always known you're near. We've always known you're close. And you're always speaking. The question is always, are we listening closely? amazing how often when I'm listening for it that I hear the voice of God and how often when I don't listen that seems to be the only time I don't hear give me ears to hear 
and a heart to obey. Make my life malleable, movable. I don't want to be rigid. Thank you, God, for all you do. In your name we pray. Amen.